Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. It's hard to believe when I look at the calendar that Monday will be October the 1st. Not only is October my busiest month of the year, but this particular October the 1st will mark the one-year anniversary of this particular podcast. I uh, posted my very first Joshua P. Warren Daily, October 1st of 2017. And so uh, I don't know uh, the last time you tried to leave a podcast every day for a year. (laughs) Um, It's not an easy task, but uh, and I I did not fulfill it completely. I wasn't able to leave a podcast every single day, but most days of the year I did. And uh, it's pretty, um, pretty amazing and pretty cool. And so on Monday, I have to figure out what I want to do for my one-year anniversary podcast. I probably will not be able to come up with anything, so do not get your hopes up too high. But that said, um, yesterday was such an exciting day for me because as soon as I posted yesterday's podcast... I went and checked the mail, and guess what had arrived? I received the component from Mobius. Lauren actually was the one who retrieved the mail. She says, I think this is the toy you've been waiting for. Yes, it was the toy. I received this component from Mobius that is one of the key components to this new parasymatics project that I'm working on. Now, this is going to be um revolutionary it's so cutting edge that it's still i don't want to say far from uh ready to to roll but i still have a lot of work to do Uh, i did some experiments last night and and i hate to beat around the bush and be so mysterious but uh let me just tell you that it i think this is going to work it's just going to take uh, more R&D, and pretty soon I should be able to, um, I think, give you a whole new arena of information, experiments, entertainment. I mean, it's all wrapped up in this new parasymatics project, so that was cool. Another really interesting and fun thing about yesterday, uh, in the evening, I had a phone conversation with a man I'd been looking forward to speaking with for quite a while. And I hinted at him yesterday in my podcast. So now I just want to go ahead and tell you about Tom Vrilock and his miraculous prayer board. This is kind of an interesting story in and of itself, uh, historically speaking, because when I was a teenager... My first real job, and, and in North Carolina, you know, you had to be 16 to be legally employed. My first real job was uh, as a clerk at a bookstore, B. Dalton Bookseller at the Asheville Mall. It doesn't exist anymore. At least the the B. Dalton doesn't. The mall's there, but the B. Dalton is not there. And... Uh, that was a very crucial and critical point in my life because I had already been writing and publishing before that. I started writing and publishing uh, around the ages of 13, 14. 
Uh, I was already publishing articles in the newspaper when I was 15, you know, the Asheville Citizen Times. And um, But being there as a clerk at a bookstore gave me a very realistic view on the point of sale. You know, the, 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 the moment when a person would, would, would walk in and select what they wanted to buy. And it, it gave me a realistic sense of what a book is as a product. You know, not just some work of art, but a product. All that has changed now. <laughs> Tremendously because of the internet. Um, so, you know, and in those days there was no internet at least accessible to the average person uh, who knows what the military and the academics were knocking around with but there was no internet per se and and, and certainly no amazon or anything like that so in those days um walking into a bookstore was the best bet to go get a book <laughs> can you believe that and I had one of the best jobs in the store. And in addition to all the, you know, menial stuff, like cleaning the bathroom, I was in charge of special orders. And that means if someone came into the bookstore and said, uh, I would like to get this book that you don't have because it's rare or weird or whatever, uh, can you can you order it for me? And I'd have to dig through all these catalogs and talk to distributors and whatnot and and, and learn about this obscure book and go through a, a manual process to uh, procure this book for this person. And then, you know, sometimes you'd have to call the person and uh, and say, you know, your book is here. And then they'd come and get it. So because I was in charge of special orders um, and I worked there for probably i'm gonna say maybe about two years or something like that because i was in charge of special orders um at that time in history especially i mean i got to come into contact with some pretty obscure books that uh fortunately have shaped my interests to this day uh that was when i first came into contact with the satanic bible for example that was a big deal you know when a guy came in and said i would like a copy of the satanic bible well we certainly didn't have that in stock you know Asheville, north carolina was billy graham's town you know billy graham lived right down down the road like you know 10 minutes down the road in black mountain and well actually montreat whatever and so uh you know Asheville was a very much uh, more in those days a bible belt town and so that was a big a murmur went through the store oh my god a guy wants the satanic bible so anyway i got exposed to a lot of uh unusual content in that role and one day a guy came in and he ordered uh a book called psionic power by charles Casamano. I had no idea what psionic power was, but, you know, fine, I went through the process. So I ordered the book for this guy, and when the book came in, I uh, I called him and told him the book was here, and then I started looking through the book myself and was so intrigued by what I saw that I turned right around and I ordered another copy of it for, for me. Um, and that was my introduction to radionics, and what you probably know as wishing machines. 
it was fascinating to me then, and it's fascinating to me today, and actually it, 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 it almost becomes more and more fascinating as I get older because I start to think more and more about the possibilities, about the options. So Charles Cosimano, uh, he, he has written many, many books about radionics and psionics and psychotronics. You know, there are, there are different terms for different aspects of all this. But it's what we're really talking about here is the concept of mind machines, machines that help you interface with the universe and uh, change or alter your reality in some way, which again harkens back to my podcast yesterday, about the art and science of manifestation. So uh, Charles Cosimano was very influential. And uh, so when I finally, years later, became a radio host, I said, hey, I'm, I'm going to interview Charles Cosimano. Uh, a lot of people call him Uncle Chucky. Uh, he has a just a devilish sense of humor, uh, refers to himself often as a psionic supervillain, um, so sometimes I, I wonder if he is some kind of a dark lord. I don't know. I, it's hard to tell the difference between fact and fiction sometimes when people are, you know, they, they have a good sense of humor and they're promoting themselves. But anyway, uh, I interviewed Charles uh, at least once or twice. Uh, great interviews. He's a great guy, uh, a very generous person. And uh, in fact, I need to go back and find at least one of my interviews that I did with him on Speaking of Strange and recut it and upload it on this podcast as a bonus. That, that would be really nice uh, because he's always just excellent as, uh, as a person being interviewed about this very complex subject. You know, that's, that's what a lot of people don't understand. I mean, it's one thing if you're being interviewed about you know, what you do every day, if you, you know, if you work at a grocery store, or even if you're an astronaut or whatever, you know, you kind of have your routine down pat, and people kind of know what you do and what you're about, but radionics and psionics and psychotronics, that stuff is so bizarre, it's difficult to even talk about it intelligently without sounding like you're some kind of a wacko or a con man or a scam artist or whatever. I mean, people just, sometimes their brains cannot grasp these concepts it, it literally i think is part of what brings us closer to a type one civilization and we're not very close collectively to a type one civilization but that's that's the goal i guess so anyway that said um you know I, i've kept in touch to some degree with charles Cosimano over the years uncle chucky uh, of course, Dr. Mulder, who builds the wishing machines, uh, he uh, was introduced to Uncle Chucky, and they, they became fast friends. And uh, in fact, I swear, one day, and I think one day soon, I want to make a trip to meet Charles Cosimano in person and shoot some video with him. Wouldn't you like to see that? That would be great, wouldn't it? So uh, if, if he's up for that, and I think he would be, I think I'm going to go ahead and start making some plans and see if I can work that out. So anyway, I have, have followed him, and uh, he has a Twitter account and all that. So uh, not too long ago, I don't know, a couple months ago maybe, something like that, I was, uh, I was on Twitter, and I came across this photograph 
of Charles Cosimano wearing a black stormtrooper mask from Star Wars, sitting on a couch next to another guy, also wearing a mask. And the other guy's mask looked kind of like a creepy gas mask, you know, uh, not quite, but, but similar. And um, I forget what the caption was, even though I did retweet this. But, uh, you know, it was some kind of funny thing like, oh, here's two super villains. Or and the other guy is a guy named Tom Vrilock. And then that's spelled V-R-I-L-O-C-K. V-R-I-L-O-C-K. So I was like, well, who, who is Tom Vrilock? So I started researching who Tom Vrilock is. And it turns out this guy, Tom Vrilock, always wears this mask. This, like, creepy-looking... Again, it kind of looks like a gas mask. It's got a little bit of an alien thing going on. Maybe there's a little touch of Darth Vader in there, but I mean, it, 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 it's a, he, he looks creepy, all right, with this mask on. Now, I'm not sh- saying that he, he wears the mask, you know, all 24-7. I'm just saying when he presents himself publicly, this guy always has this mask. I have no idea what he really looks like. And so, right off the bat, I was intrigued. I thought, well, this is an interesting marketing strategy that, you know, you're always going to, to appear in a mask. And then I went to his website, which is vrilock.com. And I started clicking around. I'm actually on my computer right now. And uh, if you go to Vrilock.com, you'll see, like, you know, here's here's the guy wearing the mask. And then uh, I, I started clicking all these options, and I found out that Tom Vrilock, he has written some really interesting books about magic and the occult. Uh, if you look at his bio, which I'm, I'm looking at it right now, he says, I'm Tom Vrilock, spiritual leader of the New Thought Movement, and I walk in the footsteps of William Walker At- Atkinson. Uh, by the way, I know who William Walker Atkinson uh, is or, or was. Um, in fact, some people think he might might have authored the Kabbalion, which I've talked about on this podcast. Anyway... He says, I, uh, going back to Vrilock, I am an American pioneer of the new thought movement started in the 19th century, which held the individual in high regard to the everlasting consciousness of the universe. As humans, we are the participants of our own prosperity or our own demise. With careful planning and a commitment to excellence, we can all achieve the impossible as empowered individuals. And, uh, and he, you know, so he's got a nice little bio here. So I start clicking around and looking at what he has to offer. Like, you know, what is this guy selling? Well, he's got these ebooks. And the one that caught my eye is an ebook called The Miraculous Prayer Board Guide. It's got a great cover. Um, it's an illustration, it's a drawing of. Tom Vrilock with the mask and everything sitting there with his hands on this board in front of him and you can see all this cosmic stuff and lightning behind him and um, so I was like okay I'm buying this I gotta see what's up with this dude so I bought it so here I am lying there in bed with my laptop reading this ebook 
that Tom Vrilock has written. And it was not exactly what I expected because he starts off by sort of saying, let me tell you a bit about the journey that I've taken. And he's, he tells some really bizarre stories about his his life experiences. I mean, for example, at one point when he was a kid, he, he you know, he lived in the Middle East for quite a while and ended up going into a cave. And in this cave, he encountered this nefarious spirit that chased him. And I, look, so anyway... I'm reading about all you know all these unusual things that have happened to him, and he, he ended up sort of being a world traveler, you know, bouncing around. He was in Asia for a while. So finally, you get to toward the end of the ebook, and he, and now we're getting to the miraculous prayer board because he sort of explained to you his journey into magical thinking, and he says, "Here's how you build this thing." that will help you manifest whatever, well, not whatever necessarily, but it will help you manifest a lot of things that you want. Uh, he, he is especially keen on manipulating weather, uh, attracting people that he wants to come into contact with, I mean, that sort of thing. So he gives these instructions on how to make this thing called a prayer board, and I'm telling you, I mentioned this yesterday, you could make one of these very simply uh, most of what you need is probably in your kitchen uh, probably well somewhere in your house you're probably going to find whatever you need to make a basic prayer board let's put it that way so I was intrigued by this because you know I, I'm always experimenting with different forms of manifestation and how one compares to another and how that you might uh, incorporate one with another and that sort of thing. So anyhow, um, I enjoyed the read. Well, so after that, uh, Tom Vrillock and I started corresponding with each other. And it turns out, it's my understanding that he already knew who I was because he had heard me on radio programs. And so we we started talking about the prayer board and uh, long story short, I basically said to Tom, look, um, I want to experiment with a prayer board, but but I want to make sure that I, if I'm going to do this and I'm going to talk about it and tell people about my experiences and stuff, that I have the Mac Daddy. I want the best prayer board. I want to make sure it's made properly, exactly as you are describing. So can you make me a prayer board and send it to me? so that I can experiment with it. And, and now this is not something he usually does. Okay, He gives you instructions in his ebook about how to do this. Um, and he said, I will be happy to do that for you. And so as a gift, as a gift. Now I want to repeat, I don't want to read Tom, Dick, and Harry out there contacting Tom Vrillock saying, make me a prayer board. As a special situation, special circumstance, he said, I will make one of these and send it to you. So I was excited about receiving that. Uh, I was in North Carolina, I believe, when we were corresponding, but when I received the board, I was back here in Las Vegas, and it it was a a very interesting night. Lauren and I were uh, heading off to a show at a big casino. Um, As a matter of fact, it was the night we were going to see Penn & Teller, and Right as we were leaving, um, 
guess what arrives? The prayer board. But there wasn't only one. He actually made two different versions and put in there. And so I hate to reduce everything down to gambling, but Las Vegas is like a big PK laboratory. And here I am heading to a casino and I receive these in the mail along with a very nice heartfelt letter, by the way. And um, so I'm like, well, I'm going to a casino. What the hell? Let me use this thing and just see if uh, I can win more money than usual, right? Uh, and, and in fact, um, in his book, he talks about using this exercise, which I have also talked about in many of my books for years. Uh, I call it pumping chi. Uh, but basically, it's about uh, taking your bioenergy, your psychic field, and working it up in a little exercise to make sure that you know you've got your juices flowing so you do that and then you put your hands on the prayer board now yeah i could tell you what the prayer board looks like and how it's constructed and all that but i don't want to because you know this is his thing this is his content i i bought the ebook and you can buy the ebook if you want to know this stuff and by the way i don't have any kind of the commercial arrangement with Tom Vrillock. I'm not making a penny off of this. I'm just telling you about this because it's just something strange and interesting and wonderful. And, and so I um, I put my hands on the thing. I go through the process that he describes in the book uh, to, you know, to some degree because I, I was in a car and everything. But uh, so anyway, we get to the casino and it turns out Lauren and I that night won more money than we have ever won in our lives playing craps which by the way craps is kind of a confusing game but once you get it kind of down pat it's a very good game to play at a casino and for the first time in my entire life I hit a royal flush at poker I can't remember what the odds of hitting a royal flush are, but it's it's pretty. I think it's like one in forty thousand or something like that. It's the best hand that you can hit in poker. Um, so, needless to say, I had a very successful casino run, and we were both like, oh, you know, like we almost forgot about it when we were winning the you know the money, um, and then later on we were like, oh yeah, the prayer board, yeah. So. Since then, I've continued using the prayer board from time to time for different things. For example, I had an allergy issue. I'm, I'm very uh, allergic to certain types of conditions in the atmosphere. I have a, I have a sensitive system. And uh, I don't like to talk about health-oriented stuff because I'm not a physician. and you know, But uh, I, I have had success using the prayer board with that. And I've, I've had success in a number of ways using this prayer board. And now the thing about the prayer board is, again, it's kind of like a wishing machine, but there are things, uh, many things that I would not use the prayer board for that I would use a wishing machine for and, and maybe vice versa. So let me, here's sort of how I envision it. I, I feel like when I put my hands on the miraculous prayer board, that it's like I'm transmitting 
some kind of energy that my mind is uh, connecting with, as Stephen Hawking said, the mind of God. Okay, that's sort of how I, I feel. But then I take my hands off, and it's done, and then I move on. The wishing machine, however, is almost like an automated thing that's sort of sitting there and chewing away at uh, whatever you're working on 24/7. So you know you're off having dinner, watching the game, sleeping, whatever it is you're doing. And the wishing machine is sort of sitting there and, and keeping that thought that you put into it churning constantly. And so there are different purposes for different things. And that's why I'm always talking about the fact that there there is no, you know, one size fits all when it comes to magic and manifestation. Uh, that's why you might use a wand for this or you might use a wishing machine for that. Or here we, here we have a prayer board. You might use a potion for something else i mean like you know it it just sort of depends on what's going to be the most appropriate thing for the job so anyway i'm having success with this thing and so i decide you know what i want to tell everybody this story that that i'm telling you right now but before i do that i want to talk to tom Rillock a little bit on the on the telephone here and uh and dig a little deeper so last night I called Tom Vrillock. We had a great conversation. He is such a warm, friendly, just just a respectful, articulate person, and uh, he I, I, he he really is impressing me. You know what? What, what one thing that's kind of funny is that when you read his eBooks and you look at his website, there are comics that are integrated. And going back to, you know, the idea of having a sense of humor with all this. Um, And so I was asking him about, you know, that, like integrating comics. And he says, I am trying to open minds by kind of merging uh, fantasy and and reality together, you know, to help people sort of open their minds and, and shift into another way of thinking about the world. And... You'll see, I mean, aesthetically, his his websites and all his content are, are just, you know, beautiful, and uh, and they really pop, you know. There's a, there's, a, there's a nice clarity, and the idea that you have that kind of comic book look and feeling, it, it shows you that there's a certain playfulness about all this, which really does make this much more enjoyable than some kind of an old-fashioned radionic system where it's just a bunch of tubes and dials and knobs and things that uh, kind of turn people off who are more right-brained if you will and i asked him why do you always wear this mask why do you always wear this mask and he said he bought that mask years ago thinking that he was going to turn it into a radionic helmet but then he started thinking more about how cool this particular mask looked and he was inspired by the batman movies and uh, he asked me you know if i like the the batman movies with christian bell i said oh yeah i'm a big fan of those movies those are great and he mentioned you, you might recall this there's this scene where batman is talking about becoming a symbol 
and he says, you know, if I do this as a man, I'm just a man. I'm flesh and blood. I'm just something that, you know, they can take out or take down or whatever. But I want to be something elemental. And that is what shifted him into this concept of becoming the Batman. And this is exactly what happened to Tom Vrilock. He decided to instead of just being a being a man doing this to shift himself into this elemental persona and so that's what Vrilok is and is it weird yeah it's weird but you know what it's good marketing isn't it and i bet you're curious right now you're probably gonna be like what who is this guy what? i want to see what he looks like but as we were talking about all this Vrilok was telling me that um he wants people to sort of relate to this thing called the magic and the occult in in a in a personal sort of warm rewarding way and in order to help them do that he even has a club he has a uh Vrilock club where you can join and uh i don't look this is all kind of new to me i i'm not i'm not telling you i know all about this dude because i don't but my understanding is like you join this and then you get to be a participant like he'll he'll put his personal time and energy and effort into communicating with you and guiding you and all that kind of stuff and i actually i um i said would you send me tom some um information that i can talk about on my podcast and uh he said sure so uh, he says in describing himself that he is he he's really about a reunion with the ultimate cosmic mind and to reestablish our awareness and ultimately a relationship with the omniscient universal mind he goes on to say there are levels we will pursue in order to achieve this first we must find our true self core which is different from our conditioned state of mind, we will venture to discover something called the world circuit, sometimes referred to as the noosphere or collective aura surrounding the earth. Through this building upon relationships with the energies of our true self, the consciousness of the planet, and ultimately the cosmic intelligence system, we will achieve a greater sense of fulfillment and purpose in our lives. And he talks about uh, instruments being the telepathy node or telepathy rod amplifier. I don't know what that is. Of course, uh, he talks about the miraculous prayer board, uh, variable machines, uh, psionic robots. Yeah, psionic robots. I'm thinking that maybe that's something like minions. I you know, I don't know what all this guy's into. I really don't. But I'm sharing this with you just because look, the world can become a pretty mundane place. And I imagine the reason you listen to this podcast is because you know that I see a lot of crazy shit every day, you know, one way or another. And when I see something that sort of catches my attention, uh, that is sort of strange and and wondrous, then I like to tell you about it. So make of this what you will, but 
hey, I think you should go check out his website. It's vrilock.com. And that's spelled V-R-I-L-O-C-K.com. I want to repeat, I have no arrangement with him. He's not a sponsor. He's not an advertiser. There's no commercial thing like that going on. Um, this is just something interesting that I'm sharing with you. And I would like for you to tell me about your experiences if you go to vrilock.com and uh, read some of his stuff or join his club or whatever. But uh, Mysterious Man... Uh, he's got, you know, he's got a whole world going on. Call it art, call it science, call it something, well, other. <laughs> Sometimes it's nice to check the other box. Um, but again, that's V-R-I-L-O-C-K, Vrilock.com. And uh, especially let me know how your experiences go if you make one of these miraculous prayer boards. So anyway... That's the deal at this point with Tom Vrilock. I hope you enjoyed that uh, odd story. But look, I have got so much stuff going on, I'm going to have to run here. But I will tell you once again now, uh, we only have a couple days left if you want to get Shelley Wright's Money Potion. Uh, All that information is at joshuapwarren.com. You just go there and then click the little link at the top to the Curiosity Shop. And also, I'm only a couple of weeks away from my big event in Los Angeles at the Ruby Theater, right there in the heart of Hollywood, and I hope that I will see you there. It's worth buying a plane ticket if you have to fly in. It will be. I'm I'm telling you, I'm giving away some good stuff. It's going to be a cool time. Uh, maybe I'll get to hang out with you in person. If you go to joshuapwarren.com, you'll find yellow letters at the top of the homepage that will give you the link to more information on the event and how you can get a ticket. But uh, on joshuapwarren.com, you'll find, well, a variety of interesting things, including a link to this podcast called Joshua P. Warren Daily. It's always short. It's always free. You can subscribe through various means or just follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren, at Joshua P. Warren, and I will tweet when a new one is available. So that's it for today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious, and I will talk to you again soon.